Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On today's episode, we continue to chat CFL. We'll talk to the voice of the Argonauts, Mike Hogan. A lot of changes in Toronto. Are the Argos going to be any good this year? Are they going to be a threat in the East Division? Find out, won't you, on the podcast. Right now, we want to turn our attention to the CFL. Earlier in the week, we talked to folks in Edmonton and Regina. We're going to go to Toronto now where there were a lot of changes since they last played a game, and we're joined by the voice of the Argos, Mike Hogan. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I am awesome now that you have phoned, Christian. <laughs> well, it's lovely to hear, Mike. How excited are you to get back on the mic for a CFL game in about a month and a half? Oh, man, are you kidding? This is awesome. This is fantastic. This is uh, the best news CFL fans could have possibly uh, gotten, and you know, you mentioned all of the changes over the last two seasons, really, since, uh, you know, the end of what turned out to be a hideous 2019 for the Argos, certainly not for the Bombers. But uh, from our perspective, it was a forgettable year, and we just can't wait to get uh, get out there and erase back-to-back 4-4 four four teams. So the biggest change, well, I guess the, the first big change was new head coach. So we'll start there with Ryan Dinwiddie, a young guy who's getting his first crack at the job. Do you think that having this such a long time before actually getting to coach a game is is good or bad well it's certainly given him enough time for him and his staff to get to know one another uh you know they do you know i think we're all overdone with the zoom balls um you know for the most part the uh the coaches are at home most of them from the u.s uh there are a couple here including coach dinwiddie who's, who's moved him and his family up to uh to the gta and um, you know, they, they're used to seeing each other on Zoom meetings, but they've, they've gotten a chance to know each other and kind of get to know the philosophy. Uh, not everybody has worked together before in terms of, you know, being in the same office. And, you know, they had just really started to get to know one another when all hell broke loose around the world and everybody went home. So they really haven't had a lot of chance to work together. And I think getting to know each other this way and kind of, you know, getting to know more about the X's and O's and trying to figure out schemes. I think everybody has to be on the same page now. And I think that helps going into a camp and probably gives, uh, you know, uh, a brand new head coach, Ryan Dinwiddie, an opportunity to kind of sit back and say, okay, I got this thing now. Uh, Not that he wasn't ready before, but if there's anybody in the CFL, who feels like this is a long year and a half. It's a guy who's been desperately waiting to coach his first CFL game. So I'm really happy for Coach Dinwiddie that he's going to actually get out, put the headsets on, and get an opportunity to coach. And where is it going to be his first game? Of course, it's in Calgary. Why wouldn't it be Calgary? <laughs> and then Nick Arbuckle at the quarterback position, of course, it's in Calgary. So it's just a perfect start to the season. Oh, it's not just that. Look at our receiving core. John Breskison and Rogers and Daniels, they've all been out there. And Charleston Hughes and Cordero Law and uh, you know, Roberts and Daniel. It's, it's a homecoming. I mean, the, the good thing is that you know, they didn't have to really circle this on the calendar and wait for it because here it is. Let's get it out of the way. And uh, an, interesting, uh, an interesting schedule maker, to be sure, to, to give those players and coaches uh, you know, Josh Bell's on the staff as well, who was in Calgary as, as a player and then as a coach. Uh, it gives them an opportunity to, to get out there really quickly and get this one out of the way. And Yeah, they'll be a little bit extra. Uh, you know, you, you know that not only is it the first, team for a new, uh, first game for a new team, without even an exhibition game, it's the first game in double blue. So, you know, they'll all want to be proving something. And, 
you know, I'm sure there are a lot of guys who are going to be trash talking their former teammates, saying, "Okay, you can come into Calgary, uh, but you're not leaving with a W." And it's it's up to those players specifically uh, to maybe dig a little bit deeper because you know they want this more than any other game on, on the schedule. The initial plan at quarterback was Matt Nichols, and Nick Arbuckle was in Ottawa, and then there wasn't a trade, but it you know it kind of was. Both team both got kind of released and then signed by the other team, so in very short order. So in effect, it kind of was a trade, but. Arbuckle now gets to, to work with a guy who he was very comfortable with in Calgary. So in terms of familiarity, that's got to be an asset for the Argos, right? Oh, no question. There were, As you mentioned, there are so many new guys on this team. Any bit of familiarity is going to help. And the fact that the coach knows the quarterback, the quarterback knows the coach. I don't know how much of a playbook uh, Dinwiddie brought with him from Calgary, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of similarities. And for a quarterback to have a working knowledge of that, likewise the receivers, um, you know, three of the starters potentially, depending on how it breaks down in camp, uh, I would assume three of those players will start. Uh, All of a sudden you've got four out of 12 who know the system. And that's not a bad thing at all when you've got a relatively short camp, no exhibition games, uh, and and I would assume a fairly complex offense. Um, Nothing but good things in in a season where there are a lot of changes on a lot of different teams but maybe none more so than what happened here in Toronto. One thing I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, Mike, and it's a curiosity, but we're just assuming that all the players are going to come in in great shape. But there's a chance that they won't because there's a not, you know, most of them will, but some of them might not because it's been so long. There's been so much happening in people's lives. A lot of them were had to find jobs and other things and football maybe became a side thing because they weren't sure if they'd ever play again so is it is it wise then to maybe just like wait to see before we pencil in starting lineups for week one i think penciling in a lineup is is a smart thing to do uh, I, I think there are very few players that you can put in in sharpie i mean some you can put in in, in dark pen uh but you're right i mean some guys are, are going to come in and are going to be in absolutely spectacular shape and I would assume that's going to be the overwhelming majority. But I would not be surprised if there's one or two guys and, and maybe a high-profile name on virtually every team in the league that maybe didn't, uh, maybe let himself go a little bit too much, uh, you know, when real life took over and they found themselves having to get another uh, another job to pay the rent, uh, pay the bills over the course of the last year and a half. So I, w- I, would, I would think those numbers would be few, but I would be surprised if there's not – um, one or two guys maybe on every team. Some may be high profile. Some may be, you know, borderline guys who are new to the CFL and maybe come in here and think, oh, this is going to be easy. It's just a paycheck. And those are the kind of guys that are going to be gone a week into camp. So the Argos, it's no secret, have struggled with attendance over the last, uh, well, number of years. It didn't help that they haven't been very good the last couple of years. Yeah. They were wow. uh, yeah. just, just below 50% of capacity last time. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're not going to be able to sell out the whole place because – you won't have full capacity when the season starts, just the, the rules of the pandemic. But how important is it to, to get off to a decent start so that when more people can go to games that people will want to? This is an opportunity, uh, especially if we start playing before the Blue Jays are able to play in Canada, before TFC, the soccer team, for those who don't know, uh, are able to play again. We may be up first. We may have the opportunity to not only fulfill our season ticket holders, but uh, get a few more bums in the seats as well, and expose them to the game. Uh, and it's, I think it's really important to come out and play well. Um, we certainly have the roster to do that. And, you know, 
uh, get some wins, but play exciting football. And when you look at the roster on both sides of the football, uh, with some of the players we brought in, a lot of CFL experience, a lot of NFL experience, and big name NFL players as well coming into camp. We'll see how they do with, with the new league and the new situation. But, you know, there's an opportunity for the Argos to come out and play some aggressive football, both offensively and defensively, and, and let people know that, you know what? This, that was fun. And in our market specifically, and you're an Ontario guy, you know how it goes. It's, it, it's, it's a case in Toronto where people go, well, it's not the NFL. Okay, so, like, I, I love both leagues equally. I love OUA football. Um, you know, I, I just really like the sport, really love the sport. And I can be as entertained by a high school game as I can be by an NFL playoff game. If the two teams are well matched and there are some big plays and, and the Canadian football brand, both at the pro and amateur level, I think leads to more opportunities for big plays. And if we can get some of those, um, you know, it's been successful, you know, two great cups with Ricky Ray and, you know, but it might not have been the most exciting offense. A lot of dink and dunk, a lot of conversions, get the ball into some playmakers' hands, and specifically Chad Owens back in the day, you put the ball in his hands and you never know what's going to happen. Um, if, if, if this team can play a little bit more aggressively, and uh, I would hope the plan would be to do just that, you know, put up 30 points a game, put up 35 points a game, maybe that leads people to coming back. But you're right. I mean, 4-14, four and 14, if the team is whatever, you know, the Argos were at the break last year, like one and nine or whatever, who the hell's going to come up and buy a, a walk-up ticket in September or October? This is not going to happen. And that's, you know, every team in every professional sport goes for the same thing. If you're a baseball fan and your team sucks, you know, how, how motivated are you going to be to go and slap down 40 bucks for a ticket in the middle of August when your team's 38 games out of first place? Um, so yeah, four and 14, you're not going to sell walk-up tickets. So that's a big part of it. And, you know, the schedule for the Argos coming out is, is relatively tough. Uh, back to back with Winnipeg after Calgary and then Edmonton and then back to back with Hamilton and then to Saskatchewan, you know, there are no free spaces on that bingo card. So, you know, get the team off to a 500 start and take it from there. When we get a chance to play some of the quote-unquote lesser lights, although, you know, I don't think there's a bad team in the CFL this year. I'm of the mind that there can be room in your heart for every game. It could be the CFL, you can like the NFL too. It's fine. You can watch women's hockey and men's hockey. It's fine. You can do both. You can watch the WNBA and the NBA. You can do it. It's fine. You don't have to compare them. You can appreciate each for what they are. Uh, that's how I live. I know that's not how a lot of people live, but I digress. Uh, last thing for you before I let you go, Mike, you mentioned that there really is no free space, and it's tough to know because it's been so long since sure. we've seen games, but where do you think the our Argonauts sit, not in the CFL hierarchy, but just in the East specifically? I, I think that, you know, if we look at this honestly, uh, and this is going to kill me, but I think that the Ticats would probably be the favorite in the East, and I don't think there are any people out there who look at this and say, okay, Hamilton's going to suck this year because they're not. They got a lot of players back. Again, maybe going to your theory, maybe some of them do show up out of shape. Uh, in Toronto, we would really appreciate that being they're our blood rivals. Uh, but after that, you know, uh, Montreal, had, they made some changes. Uh, you know, they lost some key players on defense, replaced them with some pretty good players. You know, how long is it going to take for them to gel? Can they continue the, to be the surprise team? I, I don't think anybody in 2019 gave them a hope of even making the playoffs. And they were really kind of a Cinderella team. Ottawa could do that as well this year. You know firsthand in Winnipeg how good their head coach is. 
you know how good their quarterback is. So, you know, maybe I've read a lot of prognostications that kind of have Ottawa as the weak sister this year. I don't buy that for a second. Uh, you know, what are they going to be like when, when it rolls around in the early part of August? We'll find out, but uh, it's the CFL, man. That's what makes it great. There's, uh, there's always a surprise team, usually one positive, usually one negative. And uh, I don't know if we'll be a, particularly going to sneak up on anybody with, with the roster that we have. But uh, I, I, this is going to be a pretty good football team. And uh, the longer the season goes, like the deeper we get into the season, I think as this team comes together and uh, even our buckle gets some more snaps under his belt, I think this is going to be a really good football team by the end of the year. Mike, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. And we'll uh, check in as we uh, get closer to Toronto's visit here to Winnipeg in August. Enjoyed it, Christian. Thanks. Anytime, pal. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to